Hello and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt. In today's episode and the 20th episode of the Enlightened Podcast, I am joined by Mr. John Wesley of the Sense of Shelf Podcast, as well as Miss Ellie Smith, and we break down the 1978 classic, The Lord of the Rings. Now, this is the original Lord of the Rings movie, which is a weird mix of cartoon and actual live acting. It is somewhat successful, somewhat of a trip, somewhat of a fever dream. There are parts to love, there are parts to hate. Regardless, it heavily influenced the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings that we all know and love. So I have some kind of affection for it. But join us as we dive into it, whether you've watched the movie or not, because to say the least, the commentary alone is certainly worth the listen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what we are talking about today is Ralph Bakshi's 1970, is it 1976? Eight, I think. 1978. Uh, fever Dream masterpiece the probably the best way to describe that absolutely and i that is exactly <laughs> what it is it is mm-hmm. 1978 yes oh my god what <laughs> i mean i so the cartoon lord of the rings is such an interesting movie on so many different levels so i have a great deal of misplaced affection for it but it, 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 it is, it's such a freaking weird movie. It's so it's, odd. It's, it's something. I don't know if I'd say it's misplaced affection. I mean, there's I would. a nostalgia there. And there's, there's a lot of parts to it I really liked. But there's a lot to criticize. Yeah. I, and that's exactly what I, there are parts that I absolutely love and for that are like perfect representations of my favorite yeah, my foot. <laughs> and then there <laughs> I was just gonna keep going <laughs> I figured yeah, some man, microphone Kelly would catch it so I wanted to yeah. <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> um, it, it, there are parts of the movie that are like perfect representations what Tolkien intended the book to be. And that's kind of what Bakshi seems like a little bit of a malcontent and uh, seems to take swings at um, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings every now and then, which is ridiculous because Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is not perfect, but it's as close to perfect as rendition of a book can possibly be. Yeah, it's up there with probably the best of film adaptations. Absolutely. If not Viva. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bakshi did a great job, but he, he complains like, oh, you don't get the essence of Token. And there's an element of truth to that. Um, Peter Jackson kind of had to turn it into more of an action-adventure movie than mm-hmm. the book really is. And um, the Lord of the Rings cartoon kind of has a little bit more of that misguided adventure kind of darkness that I think yeah. is a bit more... Um, I don't know, creepy opposed to, to, mm-hmm. to like scary and um, less action and more, I don't know, a bit more thought here and there. Yeah. A um, few more songs, which I think uh, was definitely lost on Peter Jackson's movie. 
Yeah, he didn't have many. Peter Jackson <laughs> also, you know, the big budget Hollywood movie, there was more tropes that he had to kind of bring into it, like you said, with the more action, mm-hmm. the the love stories and like pulling at the heartstrings when he could. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But he, you know, Bakshi's is just bare bones chaos. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, absolutely. I mean, from uh, the get-go, let's talk about that intro to the movie. I oh, <laughs> god, yes. oh I it's somehow I forget about it every time I put the movie on. And it's just so we should um clarify for people who don't know, it's uh, there's an early version of CGI that is used in 1978 called rotoscoping, which um they use it for it's like, terrifying. Of, like yeah, early Cinderella Facts. and stuff like that when they have high budget stuff. So it looks really cool for high budget stuff. The issue is Lord of the Rings had a really high budget at first, and then they periodically started cutting it back. Mm-hmm. So some shots in the cartoon are amazing, and it's really cool for its time. Other shots are so cheap and so shitty, it mm-hmm. is breathtaking. And yeah, you nailed it right from the get-go. It is... Uh, Haunting. It is. It's, uh, I, it is... It's basically just like a red uh, a red lens is put over the camera, and then they have like shadow actors in high school paraphernalia, cast off crap, play Isildur and Sauron and mm-hmm. weird crown, and then you have Gollum's whole storyline and yeah, Smeagol and Deagle easily. Easily a thousand times more haunting yeah. than the actual brutal murder that goes on in Return of the King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I, I always forget that that's at the beginning of Return of the King. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it, I still question whether or not the the movie really needed to go there. I I know they <laughs> wanted to broaden um, Gollum's uh, perspective and show him as more of a like sympathetic character but all you know conflicted evil mm-hmm. all that stuff which is which is great but i don't know if i really need to watch the life leave deagle's eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's in in the cartoon that's exactly what happens and then there's this there's this guy who is like crazy puppet hair and like big <laughs> claws and uh, it's, and it's and let's the- remind people, it's all just silhouettes. Yes. <laughs> all you see. No faces. <laughs> yes. It's very. And you also, I, you have my favorite uh, version of Gollum is not Andy Serkis because I'm a snob. Andy Serkis <laughs> is um, fantastic. But um, the original Gollum who did Gollum and everything was Peter Woodthorpe. And if you listen to Peter Woodthorpe's voice, it's horrible. <laughs> so much creepier and so much more scary than Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis kind of plays up that like cute smeagly side. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter Woodthorpe does not have that. Well, then, then we meet Gollum and his look and mannerisms oh. completely take away from the creepiness. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, he just—he looks like an emaciated toddler. <laughs> he <laughs> sounds he like one like too. A villain. <laughs> He's like whiny. A maniacal yeah. three-year-old. Yep. Yeah, bingo. All uh, I imagine is every line is said with like the back of his hand to his forehead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the the scene, and I, I know this is an audio medium, 
But when uh, Sam wakes up suddenly and goes, what are you doing sneaking? And he just goes, sneaking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just pouts. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um, oh, God. But after we go through the, the, the silhouettes, we get, um, like, Hobbiton, which is, um, mm-hmm. like, it's a drawn-on set. And then you get, like, typical 70s, like, Smurfs, Scooby-Doo cartoon. Which is pretty good for the most part. I don't really mm-hmm. have a huge issue. I know um, Ellie has some some hard opinions on some of the, <laughs> on the, on the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I hate. So how did you feel about Hobbit? They do the poor set. Yeah, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm think- okay, I thought it was cutting in and out. The Hobbit bit was fine. It was just what they do to poor Sam that kills me. Sam is very yeah. much turned from kind of like a beloved guardian slash gardener into uh, how do I de- Oof. I it, it, uh, the village idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Is the village? He's oh, he's a Oh, Mr. Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't make him I turn hate into it. anything unnatural. Yep. I hate it so. Token has openly said that uh, Sam is the true hero of Lord of the Rings, and that is not shown in Bounties. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And then his his line at the end of, I, I used to know it off the top of my head, the line at the end, he says at the end of the Council of Elrond when he gets invited into the Fellowship. When he's like, oh, Mr. Frodo, quite a, you know, quite a bind we got ourselves in, whatever he says. Oh, it's just like plops down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just the way he says it. Oh, poor Sam. And And Sam's my favorite character in the books and the Peter Jackson movies. And just to see how he's done so wrongly. (laughs) (laughs) One of those grievous errors. I don't love, um, I don't love Bilbo either. He's like, you've got a a large amount of reverence for bill for bilbo in general anyway so that makes sense i do i do bilbo is my favorite hobbit um and sam is a close second but kind of um like franklin-y kind of old uh he's half at the same time where he's no, like he's for sure, yeah. old traveler, but he's got that like uh, you know that crazy uncle energy, which yeah, that can be really uh, no. Which there were aspects of that in Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bingo. That's what <clears throat> like that writes poetry and history, and he really ends up being on councils of the great, and having like two cents to put in. Everyone always thinks. It's like Gandalf is the one who realizes repeatedly that uh, what Bilbo has this he's just joking around and that's like just how yeah. he deals with things. Yeah. So, well actually I, I'm, I'm rereading Two Towers right now and there's a conversation between Merry and Aragorn um, at the Houses of Healing in Gondor and Merry mentions that. He's like, we, we, you know, we fear saying too much, so we don't say enough sometimes, or we say it in jest. Yep. 
Exactly. Which I, it, it's, um, I, I know my stolen that line and used it to apply to more than once, which I think is, is, is very true. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I, yep. I love, I love Bilbo. I don't love this version of Bilbo. He's like fine. No. But he's a little too, same thing where he's a little bit goofy. I really like Frodo. And he's better than which may, may not be first your guys' opinion. No, I, 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 Elijah, what's portrayal of Frodo as I have like, grown, grown up? I, th- I think he captures him pretty well, like physically, like yeah. look wise yeah. and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, but no, he's in the, in Elijah Wood. And I think you talked about this in the show we did about the first book was he's kind of more like reluctant, like everything was forced on him. And he's, he's almost like the victim where he's kind of more proud about it and, and willing in the other iterations of mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. Yep. I like that, um, like in the book, it's widely acknowledged that um, Bilbo and Gandalf had openly like talked about Frodo repeatedly. He had, like, oh, he's the best hop. Like, you know, yeah. that comes across. It's like he's a hairy character. Potter versus um, kind of Elijah Wood thing is more of like, oh, I, you know, I, I guess I have to do this, Sam. It's much more I need to do this because I need to save people and not I am the person that's chosen and need to go on with it from there to say, you know, what I can. Which yeah, I like. My favorite, I, I, I think my favorite Frodo part is I think I sent you the screenshot of the face he makes when talking to Gandalf. I, I think I texted <laughs> to you. I, I please yes. please share that like on Instagram or something when you post about this. Actually, it is yes. my favorite thing in in the movie. The face he makes. It's it's certainly something. I yeah. um, Ellie, did you see it when I sent it? I did not. He did not show this to me. Oh, I'll have to see if I, I may have in passing. But yes, send it. I was gonna say you can send it to me again. I'll definitely yeah. repost it and throw it to There we Ellie. go. Um, I'm trying to think what I I love John Houston as Gandalf. I think the, yeah. the the version of Gandalf is one of the coolest parts. Yes, yes, definitely. He's more he's much more serious um than definitely the trilogy. Yeah, he, definitely, mm-hmm. he definitely has like some some intense moments that don't necessarily need to be there i kind of like ian mckellen's a little bit softer version mm-hmm. where it's like yes he can be sharp and quick to anger but he also is kind of like you know a, a, a kindly grandfather where yeah. um there's a scene where like frodo realizes he has the ring and then like he just points at frodo all across the like it's you it's you, for- <laughs> <laughs> and it's very. That's it's terrifying. Like, it lasts a couple of seconds longer than it needs to, as yeah. he's like weeding out all that. So I, uh, I don't, I don't love um, that. Like some of those moments here and there, but um, aside from that, I think uh, I think Gandalf's pretty awesome from one mm-hmm. end to another. Yeah, um, I adore. <laughs> 
Gandalf and Saruman. I think that's yes. one of the best. Saruman in this is yes. really, really cool. Yes, yes. yes. I, I, uh, Saruman in his red robes. I, I love him in this movie. Yeah, he's got a smoking jacket on. Like, what yeah. is an guy? <laughs> but I, I do. I, I really, I think that's so cool. And the guy that does his voice is, I love Christopher Lee, but the way he's described in the books is kind of having a politician's voice. Mm-hmm. And he can, like, sweeten it and, you know, talk. And that's the whole thing is his voice is his power is because he's so smart and convincing. Yeah. And um, Chris Chris really just has this powerful. He's got a villain voice. Yes, he definitely does. I can't say anything negative about Christopher Lee in in that in in that role. Uh, My my take is that Saruman is a very different character in the, the Lord of the Rings movies versus the book. I think in the book he is a better villain, but I understand that they needed to cut corners and make like Sauron. Um, what, like since you didn't have physically Sauron, you really needed to play off his servants. Mm-hmm. They used Saruman to be the big bad instead. I like him; he's more complicated in in the books, which I like a lot better. Um, and I wish Chris like we could have expanded that to make Chris Lee um, accommodating to it. But um, yeah, I said the avenue they chose was fantastic. It's a different character, yeah. but it's an awesome one. Yeah. And um, to speak to Bakshi sticking more to the book, um, the robes too. The robes weren't red in the book, but mm. I think they described as like almost iridescent, like there's colors yeah. shimmering yeah. through it exactly. instead of just yeah. the white that you see him in, that you see mm-hmm. Christopher Lee in. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's one of my t- top five favorite moments in the of the Lord of the Rings is the exchange between um, Gandalf and Saruman anyway, because Tolkien's best writing by far is you have oh, yeah. two like luminaries. They're basically angels yeah. arguing over what should be in middle earth and you know how how they should achieve their goal and saruman very Mm -hmm. reasonably says look we've been trying this for three thousand years and men are too goddamn dumb to understand what we're doing so we let sauron take over and then we overthrow sauron when we get the chance because he's going to give us even more power and we can already contest him as is and it's like Oh man, when you say it like that, you know, that's like not super crazy unreasonable. And then you have Gandalf throwing it back and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't try and pull the wool over my eyes. I've known you too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and, he um, does that in such heightened language that and so many analogies that it's oh, I love it. I actually made in uh the second book in Two Towers, their conversation when um when Sauron's prisoner in isengard in his tower that that whole conversation too it's it's fantastic exactly the uh what is it um you know i am saruman of many colors yep yeah i like white better but the white page can be overwritten the white uh canvas can be painted over and you know uh the white cloth can be dyed Mm -hmm. in which case it is no longer Okay, well, let's get back to our fever dream. Yeah, so uh, that, that scene is played out in Bakshi, and it's it's yeah. fantastic. I would say it's a huge 
Um, uh, oh, a, for sure. Yeah, it's one of the best is, parts. Yes, by far. I think it's really cool. Um, the 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 even the way that um, it pans out, and you have uh, on top of uh, Isengard, you have uh, uh, Gandalf just go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. On yeah. Orthanc, Orthanc, however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we should um, clarify that uh, that is technically correct to token is that his pronunciation is that if there was like S-A, you wouldn't pronounce the S. So Which I reject utterly. Like R on and <laughs> And yes, I exactly. I get out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Just don't just don't write the S. It ju- yeah, it's it sounds preposterous. It's like yeah. Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Any other parts of that? Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm a big fan of that. But then we should probably move on. Like Mary and Pippin, I think are forgettable. They're not. They're not terrible. They're not great. They're just kind of the characterization that goes on. They're kind of just there. Yeah. It's so hard to have Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan compared to yep. to those two. Um. They uh. They kind of knock the ball out of the park with the characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we get to uh, what we, I, we should probably talk about the Black Riders because I think this is the best part of the movie. I I think I agree. The the certain parts where you see them, um, like I think Weathertop, as crazy as that scene is. I think the Black Riders are are really, really well mm-hmm. done in that scene. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think it's one of the better parts of the attempt at rotoscoping. Um, it's, it's so unnatural and weird um, when they're revealed as themselves. But I love um, the Hobbits on the road and in Bree. Um, yeah. You have mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Black Riders chasing them. And instead of peter jackson's version which is they're very like serious and intense and covered in mail and you know you can tell that they're evil just by glancing at them that wasn't the purpose in the books mm-hmm. it's clearly made like no they're wrapped up in disguise because they're trying to find the ring subtly they are literally thousands of miles away from the power of them. like they're not that powerful like if the if the countryside against them they could defeat the nazgul but mm-hmm. you need the entire countryside to do it and they're terrified of that so the whole point is that they're supposed to be sneaky they're supposed to be super spies but i love that they're not like people they're just shapeless things so yeah the, i think in the book it says that they just have the cloaks on so they have the form of a man mm-hmm. yep exactly so they're this like twisted spirit and i remember um it was listening to the the um appendices of fellowship and they had a token professor talking about um like just the 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 nazgul anyway and he's talking about um like he called them raids multiple and he goes well token chooses words very carefully and you need to think of you know where does wraith come from well it's attached to wrath which means great anger it's attached to wreath which is something that's twisted and uh, I forget what other word he used, but it was just one of those, like, once you realize that that's all tied together and it's exactly what the Nazgul are, is this 
twisted, bent, corrupt spirit that has the essence of Sauron that has enslaved him and is so unnatural. Instead of having this, you know, black knight, you have these creatures that kind of like shuffle and mutter and sniff and they, you know, they have red eyes and they shamble. And I, I think it's, it's much creepier. And in the books, like they're known for smelling and sniffing, trying to find yeah. uh, the hobbits, which I, I, I think it's so cool. No, I agree. And not to go off on a tangent, but you mentioned Tolkien and his choice of words with Wraith. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was reading something and it talked about how with like a lot of the names they they he chose them to like mirror each other. Mm-hmm. So you like so if you if you think about a lot of the names they are related and the characters are 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 related like Eowyn and Arwen mm-hmm. to Aragorn and Sauron mm-hmm. and Saruman or mm-hmm. Auron and Aruman. Yeah. <laughs> right. Listeners I rolled my eyes heavily at that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I, I wanted to share that because I heard it and I, I found it pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, it's one of the major things is Token clearly loves parallels of characters. He likes concentric circles in which, you know, um, he compares things as they get smaller and progressively worse. Um, you go down the line of with, um, you know, Valinor and Tyrion upon Tuna, and then you go to Gondolin. And then you go to, uh, you know, um, all, uh, the, the halls of Numenor, and then you go to Minas Tirith. And it's all these concentric circles of these great, powerful, wonderful cities. And they're just progressively getting smaller and not as great as what they were. And uh, Sauron is obviously the, the big bad, but he's merely imitating his master, Morgoth. And Saruman is the next big bad, and he's mm-hmm. merely imitating Sauron. It's uh, it doesn't get seen as much in this movie, unfortunately, but um, it is something that is there and is pretty cool. What else is there? Oh, there's, there's Bree. So oh, Bree and Aragorn's introduction. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's better. I think I think it's better too. Um, you have John Hurt doing the voice of Aragorn, and it's freaking tough to compete with that and not that Viggo Mortensen did a bad job with Aragorn in any way shape or form but it's John freaking hurt oh <laughs> my god it's just it's perfect um, I, I like that he pledges himself immediately to Frey mm-hmm. um, they change that in Peter Jackson's to like add a little bit of danger and you know they don't really reveal Aragorn as you know completely a good guy until Weathertop to mm-hmm. add like, a little bit more tension but I don't like that as much I there's a great moment in the books and they do certainly do it in the cartoon and I'll do a bad John Hurt impression but when um <laughs> uh, Mr is just shaking his head immediately. <laughs> we need to get just, we need to get your friends from the Star Wars episodes to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we we were already in talks to read the entirety of the Lord of the Rings as, uh, as different characters, oh, which God. I think would be amazing. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy is correct. <laughs> but um, no, John Hurt has has the line for you know Frodo isn't sure whether to trust him or not. And um, 
Aragorn pulls out uh, the shards of Narsil and says, by life, I will, uh, you know, if I can save you, I will. And I think that that is such a powerful, wonderful moment in the books. And Peter Jackson's classic movie didn't, didn't have that. And I think that that's, Mm -hmm. that's robbed. I understand why he doesn't have a broken sword. It's kind of dumb that he carries around a broken sword, but it is a really powerful (laughs) moment in the movies. And it's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's actually, um, is it Frodo that says it? He's got a great line about why he feels they should trust Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. Based, based on his looks. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it, he the servant of the like enemy he... would f- seem fair and feel fouler. Right. Yes, certainly one of my favorite descriptions. Token, uh, token insults all the time, and I oh, I just read like three on one page when I was reading yeah. Return of the King earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what's it called when um, Stra- uh, Butterbear is like, oh, you know, save us from Mordor. What are we supposed to do? You know. And he goes, what are they, or, you know, I wouldn't take off with a ranger if I were you. He goes, who would they take off with? A fat innkeeper yeah. who wouldn't remember his own name if people didn't shout it at him. Yep. <laughs> oh, what a burn. Oh, I love that. It's so good. And poor Butterbeer is oh. actually a good guy, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty good character it, when, when, when he's involved more, unlike the Peter Jackson trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I, don't even, I don't think the cartoon version did him any justice either. So then we have Bree. Then the what the rate the ring rates come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that and, they just magically appear and beat up the bed. Yeah, and then tear the shit out of those bodies. Oh my! Like they don't do ritualistic stabbing. No, they're just like, like Peter Jackson. <laughs> those guys go ape shit on some. Bed they're like clothes. a toddler trying to break a pinata at a birthday party. <laughs> it's literally like it is the most savage, brutal, like murder yep and that's like oh my god imagine butterbur the next day coming in and being like oh my god there used to be hobbits here yeah <laughs> he didn't know about the plan there's just shreds of a room <laughs> yeah oh man but then like they celebrate which i think is ridiculous <laughs> i don't think they're they celebrating kind of, they they in a circle they all kind of touch hands yeah. while they're waving swords <laughs> about and start going that was the that was one of the weirdest parts of a very weird movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, big time. And then yeah. one of them like lowers his hood, and then you kind of see like they all have these crazy. And then the animation changes to the rotoscoping, which is it's it's bizarre, but it kind of works with the ringway sometimes. Sometimes, um, people listening, I wish you could have seen Ben trying to act out. <laughs> the celebration of the ring rates. <laughs> he looked like a puppy that wanted a treat. <laughs> and then he had spirit fingers going. <laughs> a little bit of jazz hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we go on from there. We got um, uh, I- uh, introduction of Legolas, which is played by uh, Anthony Daniels, who famously yes. was C-3PO. Yep. Which, a great which, voice uh, to have there for a Yes. I mean, the first face you see from Legolas is disturbing when you think of the, <laughs> the yeah. beauty of Orlando Bloom in that role. <laughs> yes, big time. It is. It's a little bit of a slight change. Just, um, just a tad. Yeah. So, um, on Council of Elrond, super abridged. Actually, no. We're yes. we're skipping. There's the big chase 
Uh, oh yeah, like Weathertop and then the big chase with it. Yeah. When uh, Aragorn between... tries to jump in front of a horse. <laughs> yeah, that's he kind of like <laughs> it's a very it's a very weird moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have the attack on Weathertop is like fine. There's nothing, nothing big there. But then you have the big chase between uh, uh, Frodo on Astaloth and then the uh, the Ring Race, yeah. which I actually I really like. I think it's a really cool moment. It probably goes on a couple minutes too long. Yeah. Um, but you you get that rotoscoping. We talked about it when we attempted to do this before. But I love the the dynamics of. Frodo, there's a shot where Frodo is going across this tree line, and then out from behind the trees bursts more. Yeah, they like try to flank him. Exactly, they're clearly trying to cut him off and get in on. um, One one of the two things, one of the two scenes that we see this early in the movie that Peter Jackson really took for inspiration. Yes, that and and then the four of them under the root when they leave the Shire. Mm -hmm. He really that both both movies have that. Oh yeah, that's that. But yeah, to me, that was a very clear um, yeah. knockoff. Yeah, but that chase, that chase to the Fords of Rivendell, that is a really good scene. Yeah. Again, we talked about this before. When he gets to the other side of of the river, and the he's fighting the the Nazgul. I do like there are two parts, and it's um, I like that the Nazgul actually talk, which is mm-hmm. yeah, come back. Come, come back. Come to Mordor. Yeah. Come to Mordor. Yeah. He will take you. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was... I like that. I think that's actually a, a quote from the book. And I like that the, the Nazgul guy just kind of like raises his fist out, kind of a Darth Vader style, and like, you know, uh, closes his fist, and then suddenly the horse stumbles. Yeah. Uh, and I, and uh, there's a point where like Frodo says like, you know, uh, you know, if you want the ring, come and take it for the Shire. And then yeah. he just kind of like flicks his hand and Frodo falls over. Yeah. Um, yeah, he tries to be defiant and then he just like faints. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, but I like that. I think I like that better than him being like a catatonic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fever induced infant on uh, what's he thought <laughs> while, uh, you know, Arwen does all the hard stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like I, that Arwen apparently can summon the power of the river by herself. Yeah. That's so random and out of nowhere. I completely like it, the last time we watched the movies was the first time that I noticed that. And I was like, all right, that's a little bullshit. <laughs> like yeah, like Elrond, I think, does it in the books and she's yeah. his daughter, so I mean I I guess it's not too far fetched, but I have my own beefs with Arwen in that scene anyways. Yeah, that's fair. I mean I just hate her voice thing there's nothing quite it's oh yeah that part Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah and then i mean she's a she's a bad actress anyway (laughs) yeah she's she's not um i don't really have Opinions. I mean, it's super abridged. Uh, the book is my favorite chapter. I think um, Shadows of the Past might be my favorite chapter, or not, Knives in the Dark. But um, mm-hmm. Council of Elrond is certainly up there because it really, like, it it sets up the 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 whole plot as well as there's so much history and you get um, the Gandalf and Saruman stuff. 
that doesn't happen in any of the movies in any way, shape, or form. They just kind of have a quick 10-minute discussion of like, all right, let's destroy the ring. Mount Doom? Okay. Frodo will take it. Team break. Yeah. <laughs> so a council. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't have many thoughts about the council, except for the amount of thigh Elrond is showing. And he's he's yeah. wearing like he's wearing like a skirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say Aragorn and Boromir are definitely um, bearing the man thighs for uh, for all the ladies out there. I'm sure it kept Ellie's interest more. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like some animated man thighs. <laughs> oh, I will freely admit, much more attractive than ever needs. <laughs> I can't lie. I thought the same thing the first time I watched it. I was like, "Well, that's that's a that's a good cartoon." Yeah, uh, she's no Jessica Rabbit, but you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's that's entirely true. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah, uh, you get bored. Uh, like, um, I, I don't like Gimli. Looks like he was rustling through the garbage outside. Of <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he jumped <laughs> off a train nearby and just showed up. Exactly. He doesn't have an axe over his shoulder. It's a stick with like a picnic bag <laughs> on it. Um, and then Boromir's just a Viking for some reason. Like Gondor's yep. supposed yeah. to be a very wealthy city. Yeah, they, the, the Peter Jackson movies are probably a couple hundred years ahead of where Token intended the timeline to be. Still, why is he in bearskin? Is he walking through snow without any pants on? Is, <laughs> oh my god, he's walking through like he's a British officer in North Africa. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, I would say Legolas is like fine. Um, but but I'd say my real issues are and Gim the guy who plays Gimli does a great job and he's a lot less of a like uh you know he's just not the the care the comedian of mm-hmm. the group he he's not there to it literally everything Gimli says in the entire movie series is wrong every single idea yeah. or suggestion he has yeah it's always one. like some and it's always like some joke yeah mm-hmm. exactly which I you know I I John Rhys Davies is Gimli. He did a spectacular job. I just wish the writing could have given him another couple of scenes where, he, you know, the, the awesomeness of the dwarven culture could have been yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but much as the Hobbit taught us, the dwarves have yeah. to be <laughs> Chuckles McGee. They're I'm the court say, we don't We don't get fantastic dwarven culture and awesomeness. We get a drinking contest between Gimli and Legolas where he passes out on his ass oh yeah i forgot about that the extended <laughs> it, it's the dwarves that go swimming with the naked women <laughs> he doesn't actually say naked which is which is pleasant but the fact that oh, he has to go little to little hairy little women, hairy women i'm like that's almost worse <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he, he's probably my only issue and then um we get to we get to Moria as the next big step. Yeah, and, uh, I I would say this is another like huge point in the movie where it's like they did a fucking kick ass job with Moria. Yeah. 
which is he's, really he hard sticks he again sticks to the material as well yeah too. animation is really hard to do i i love the the watcher in the water scene um the the door getting the doors open is a great scene too um it's it, i do i'm a big fan i think it's i think it's awesome and then walking through moria and you have this abandoned dwarven mine it's just it's really cool um i i think um john houston does a fabulous job reading um uh, balin's account mm. you know, kingship in moria and you know an orc shot him from behind the arrow drums but drums. even even before that um an instance where the material is so closely stuck to in the movie um the big, the part in the Peter Jackson trilogy where Pippin knocks like the bucket or whatever mm. into yeah. the well, that doesn't happen in that like tomb room where the dwarf lays in the book. Yeah, it yeah. happens in like just an alcove in a stairwell. Yeah, yeah. And and he does that in the back she, the Bakshi movie, mm-hmm. and then it's like two separate rooms between that and then the reading of mm-hmm. of the journal and everything. I actually I like it uh, better in the Peter Jackson version. Because that, that scene is a good one anyway. Um, Token wrote it well. But I love that they had the genius of, like, twist the arrow a little bit. And, and the whole thing so falls over. Yeah. It's a lot less intentional yeah. than, like, dropping bones down the well. And it yeah. brings you, and it brings you, it brings, like, the goblins and everyone in quicker. Like, there's, yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's no, like, there's no time in between those two things happening. It's like he drops the thing into the well, and then you hear the drums, and then the action starts. Yep. Yeah, and that's uh, what's. I, I actually weirdly really love the action scenes in this when the when the orcs come in. Granted, uh, budget cuts made it look like they were uh, the like army was like fifteen orcs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but I I I enjoy it. I think it's kind of cool. I like that they kind of you know they have these weird crazy creatures being orcs, and that's kind of what orcs and goblins are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Token famously did like a really shitty description of them every time where some yeah you have no idea and they had claws and some had webbed feet and some didn't and it was you know so it's kind of this amalgus they're just kind of evil things and I think Bakshi did the best he could and I think he did it in an interesting way Mm -hmm. Um, uh, that being said it's fucking bloody it is so yes. out of yeah. Left it's like field. Mortal Kombat yeah. video game, yeah. like splashy <laughs> really, blood. It's very like it goes from cartoon to just like murder, and the way that I but I, the sound effects are great too because Aragorn just goes like flap and literally just <laughs> lacerates this poor orc from you know uh, nave to chops, and it is. Mm-hmm. And then he's obviously dead, and then he gives him an extra flap for good measure. Yeah. Lying on the ground. Um, but that the, uh, we got we we have the uh, another stumble right after that with uh, with the bell rod. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Yeah. This is a, a big point of contention between I think everyone that's ever read and watched the movies because mm-hmm. because the book does mention wings. But then, the, like you said, it's supposed to be a metaphor. And it's like, well, that's, that's not entirely clear. So yeah. <laughs> I like the Balrog and the Peter Jackson. It is a movie. big debate in the Tolkien universe as to whether yeah. or not Balrog. Ellie has brought this up on multiple times, and I am one of the biggest token fanatics on the earth. And you couldn't and care less. Not... 
I don't care. The Peter Jackson version is freaking cool. Who cares? No, like, yeah, the Peter Jackson version is awesome. Yeah, but but there there's but so the actively butthurt that it has. Those. But the Bakshi version looks like looks like a nightmare version of um what's his name the the lion the king of the island of misfit toys king <laughs> he just looks like a nightmare version of him he, he's a, he's like a sphinx yeah it's yeah. Ugh, it's, it's terrible like, it's it's like king kong with wings it's just it but yeah. he has a lion's name it, yeah it, 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 yeah it's, it's a chimera it's, he's got holes it's very shitty uh, i would argue one of the big um, that being said, mm-hmm. uh, great scene. Bridge though, um, if you made the 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 really cooler, that would have been like iconic. Yeah, but he did, he did a great job as is, and um, I that moment, I, I think. Yeah. Um, then we get to Lauren. It's hold on, hold on. Well, let's get uh, to. Know, by, we, by all means, I'm just. Yeah. We we need yeah. to finish up with Moria. Well, first of all, the Gandalf scene is is great. The bridge the bridge is so dramatic and such a fulcrum to the story that I think no matter how you do it, it would come out good because all three versions are are great. The mm-hmm. book, the two movies, but when they escape from Moria, finally they they leave out the doors, and there's two orcs there, and the crappy action and fighting where they just kind of. <laughs> Like, like Aragorn, I'm physically trying to do this, and I know only you two can see it, but if Aragorn, like, jump and kicks, like, to the side, like he's a cheerleader, and one of them falls down. <laughs> <laughs> that part, it... it falls off the edge of this Yes. Of him falling. Yes. Oh, it's just, like, so bad. Fall. Oh, my God. <laughs> All that right. part st- uh, that I that part sticks in my head so badly. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then after that, we get to we get to Lorien, and I would I would say there's nothing. I like um I like the the music they're singing um, uh the Grey Pilgrim song um about Gandalf um, so I'm I like. And now I'm glad Drill is like really unnecessarily hot, and that's about it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty forgettable section. Um, I think they do a good job with with the scene itself as a whole, I guess. But it's it's really not that memorable compared to the book. It's one of the standout sections of the first book, in my own opinion. Yeah, I um, uh, I feel- Understanding her history in the Silmarillion has led me to like her because she was kind of a greedy, manipulative asshole. <laughs> Within the bounds of the rings, yeah, she's she's good. I like having like kind of a more of a counterweight to to Sauron, is like she is, you know, the greatest of the the living Eldar, and she beheld and lived in Valinor. She had one of the rings. Very much so. Like she was the only one that kept the ring of the original ones. Um, um moving. We get, we get the boats, and then we get uh, Am and Hen 
and and that scene, which is actually pretty fairly well done um, for me. Yeah, I don't have any problems with that one either. Um, it's one of my favorite fights in the Peter Jackson trilogy, so I I I would choose. It's like there's no there's really no CGI. It's fantastic in the Peter Jackson one, so it's tough for me to top that. Um, but but it, it's it's not terrible in this one. Um, the the parts with uh, yeah, Boromir are pretty good. I agree. It is it's it's super hard to to argue with it. I it's it's why the Fellowship might be my favorite of the Peter Jackson movies because this fight. And it's clearly just Bob Anderson, the sword fighting coordinator. Uh, you know, played everyone from like double to Darth Vader. He was in the Darth Vader suit for uh, some of it, and uh, he he worked really hard on the Lord of the Rings. And I love the Ammonhead fight scene. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. It but looks so. It looks yeah. very much practical. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I love. Like even the the one on one fight between Lertz and, and Aragorn seems natural, and that's not uh, a, a uh, like easy thing to do. Especially it's twenty years at this point, and it still yeah. holds up as like that's a no hold bar ass fight, and it doesn't look mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, the 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 Bakshi one's not not terrible, but I do I do think like the whole Boromir and Frodo interaction is pretty good actually. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little bit more of an oaf. I kind of like Sean's version better. I get that in the books because Boromir basically is an oaf, but um, I I. I'm going through Council of Elrond again. I have to suffer through every one of his comments. Is the man yeah. of Gondor yeah. would never? Yeah, he's yeah, he's very just one track throughout the whole book. Yeah, exactly. And it's just all right, dude. We we get it. We, we get we, it. We know all. I, I think Sean Bean has a little bit of nuance. They don't necessarily like flesh it out, but they. I I think they redeem him, especially at the end um super well and with that's a, it, I, yeah. it's it's tough to argue with that boromir death scene yeah like that yeah no so i i i have a big i have so much room in my heart for scene being um between boromir and um ned stark mm-hmm. just i like i i think he's good i think he does a great job as boromir and and I that do. fight scene at the end on amon hen he's fantastic oh my god even as a kid, running through the woods with sticks. Always the scene that we were trying to imitate. Um, but I, I, Bakshi's mm-hmm. version does, does, um, I, there are a couple moments I love. Uh, both movies, uh, really cut. Poor, uh, Mary and uh, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the Peter Jackson's and throwing stones. Uh, clearly, um, like distracting the orcs. Damage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Token literally writes they were chopping like the field was littered with and feet because Mary and Pip mm-hmm. played and were hacking them off yeah. left and right. 
should be helping out, not just cowering behind you know, uh, uh, Boromir the entire time. And then yeah. um, there's another great moment where um, Boromir's being by arrows and the, the orcs are start or the orcs are starting to run forward and then you just see him like leaning he's got, I don't know, three or four arrows in him and he, he just leans le- forward and just goes back, like, oh, shit. and then somebody shoots him again and then that's the, the, or, the yelling in this movie <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really dramatic <laughs> Um, and then you know the, the the nice like I tried to take I tried to take the ring from Frodo. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would say from uh the next the next two parts are both hilarious. After we get on that, is we got our introduction to Gollum, which I've ever seen in my life, because <laughs> as we talked at the top of the show. He's made a toddler thrown a hissy fit who's got a voice like a villain. He's and he and he's tall and he's green. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like gray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's like bigger than green. both of the hobbits. He's not he's not Kermit green, but he's he's got <laughs> green to him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, he's, it's so odd. Talking with Gollum's voice. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> It's not easy being greens. <laughs> I think I prefer. That would be funny. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, oh, like I, like I said, Peter Woodthorpe really does have the ideal like scummy voice because like Gollum is actively trying to screw everyone over constantly and it's not uh that's not back what happened i'm going to pretend like i haven't re-recorded this ad 15 times hi i'm ben hunt i hate to interrupt your lovely podcast experience with this ad but i'm going to anyway why cuz anchor needs me to So, I'm really never going to advertise for anything that I don't believe in, and Anchor, I actually believe in. So, Anchor is an app or a website that allows me to do everything I need to for the podcast. It allows me to record and edit right from my phone or my computer. It also allows me to distribute my podcasts on every listening platform you can think of, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need in a podcast. And best of all, it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. He's like not even not... scary. No. No, not even. No, he's just dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, seriously. That's exactly what he is. Like fire, sneak, sneak. He's clear drama queen. 
Wicked yep. bad. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, with his- lots of entertainment yeah. for himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Gotta entertain yourself in a cave. Riddles and everything. Coming up with riddles and talking to yourself. <laughs> Pretty solid riddles, though. They're really dark. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying to you guys before we, we started recording this, I really like this, like you said, that such so little happens. I don't even, I barely remember anything with Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. Uh, so there's not real significance. No. Kind of. There's a cool moment with um, them in like the dead marshes where um, the Nazgul is like riding a fell beast and the fell beast is like much more of like a, a pterodactyl. It's like a pterodactyl thing. It's really cool. Yeah, I I think, and he's got a cool helmet, and like it's yeah, yeah. That's like the one quick nice moment where it would have been cool to see more of that developed in Two Towers and Return of the or mm-hmm. Return of the King. Really, we get through most of Two Towers, but yeah, um, no, no, it's... at most we get through mi- Helm's Deep. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's... what two, that's what Two Towers ends. The, the, really? that's where their story ends in yes. two hours for the but that's where the, the book uh, begins basically yeah yeah <clears throat> uh, so it's uh it's beyond is really starts to slip i would say significantly and this is if they had done a frodo like rescue sam from drowning and they head off together and they just said part mm-hmm. one i think that that would you would have gotten a pretty solid like 7 out of 10 8 out of 10 movie out of that yeah Yeah. what the issue is is they kind of left it hanging where you have the whole battle of Helm's Deep and and, uh, carried off by the orcs and that whole battle in the fields and it kind of it all just kind of ambles aimlessly and there isn't really a, a, a direction yeah, I have, and I I have a few issues with Helm's Deep in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the short shorts. Well, I mean, there's that. There's a whole bunch of thigh. Um, but there's actually a part with the rotoscope um, where I think it's Aragorn and Legolas are fighting some of the orcs, and Aragorn's just going nuts. Like he's spinning, he's he's swinging his sword. But the you see the person who's doing the actual live action. He's got a beard. You can see his beard in the movie, <laughs> and it's like the come on. <laughs> it probably was, but yeah. And it, it just it drives me nuts that you can see his beard during that scene. Yeah, <laughs> which is actually it's really funny that that's a thing. <laughs> It's uh, there's a uh, there are a couple of scenes. I don't want to ruin it for other people who who really get into the um, Peter Jackson ones, but there are a couple of trip ups that they in the originals, which are really really funny once you notice yeah. them. Like uh, Aom- <laughs> the scabbard when he's first talking to Aragorn, and it's, <laughs> yep, and it's, it's his, really um, noticeable. It's his stunt double. It's his stunt double on the hill next to Gandalf when they're coming down the. Oh, when the they hill. come down into the in towns, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like you got Aomer who comes up after Gandalf says, "Oh, the Theoden King stands alone." And Aomer comes up and says, "Not alone." And then it pans away and then pans back as they start charging down the hill, and it's not Carl Arbit at the front. 
<laughs> uh, another another actor in that realm of movies who I love. Yes. Yeah. Carl Urban. Him. He was yep. fantastic. Um, love him in Star Trek. Yep. Yeah, he's great. The boys. Um, yep. I have not watched the boys yet, but I'm a little squeamish, so. Okay, maybe maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the vibe I was getting. Succinct. Um. But yeah, and and something that is is pretty I feel like it's pretty important to the Battle of Helm's Deep is that battle in the books is won by by men. Mm-hmm. And in the yeah. Peter Jackson movie, they've got like hundreds of elves that come and support yeah. them. Every single one of them dies except Legolas, though. Yeah, Every exactly. single one of them dies. It's like, like they send them all it's they send them all there with Haldir as their leader just to kill off Haldir and give him the yeah. moment of Aragorn. Yeah, and there's uh what's it called? There's this uh, uh the idea that the men of the Rohirrim literally get pushed back into the caves and instead of the caves it's uh the Hornberg, like the, the citadel. And there's like five dudes. Yeah. Like he's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. how could you possibly say let's go charge them? No, let's <laughs> scurry to the woods, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? You gonna go get hacked to death? Oh, <laughs> ridiculous! No, Thaden was like, we have a thousand of us. If we charge out, we might, we might break be able free, to free, and some of us can make it out. It's like, and give the women and children a chance. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, absolutely. In the Peter Jackson movie, it's literally like. Oh, it's me and Doug. Like, what are you talking about? Theoden's another part of Helm's Deep that drives me nuts. And the screaming in this movie. Yes. Stand off! Banana. His stupid <laughs> ice cream cone helmet. <laughs> oh, my God. He has no te- another thing about the animation, he has no teeth when he's yelling. It's yeah. just like, it's it's very- just like well, a flesh. Also, like, oh. I get he's ancient in the books, but he is so like they were like we are going to make him exactly as old as he needs to be yes yes clearly gandalf's grandfather yes we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna put santa claus on a horse yeah and not to mention grima we should probably talk oh i meant to mention him earlier he's so weird grima looks like a grown evil infant (laughs) he He reminds me of um timothy ball as worm tongue or worm tail Yep. Actually, yeah, I, I yeah, see a lot of I see a lot of um, similarities in both of their characters. I was thinking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see it too. Definitely, you know, worm tongue, worm tail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there, I would say there's there isn't a lot redeeming. I think the action's kind of cool. Um, you know, obviously they went for a literal take on Saruman using his sorcery to blow up the wall. It's literally like Saruman sending sorcery to blow up yeah. the wall. He's like shooting sparks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a better concept is that he invented gunpowder. And the, the close reads that I've done, I think Token was insinuating that he mm-hmm. invented gunpowder. I think he mentions it more than once in the books, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I, I think so, too. I think he mentions cannons at one point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it's the Rohirrim are, are done like the the Orc host. I will say, um, much unlike Moria, actually looks like a Orc host. 
it does look like there are thousands up against a couple hundred mm-hmm. instead of 15 guys charging yeah. the greatest heroes the world has ever known <laughs> and then throwing them back. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's, there's little... Yeah. There's little bits of Helm's Deep I don't like, but I think all in all, I think it's done pretty well. And the big point of it just being the men to fight them off is really important to me. Yeah, not I having think, um, the 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 war dogs I thought was cool, like the the wargs that they send out. I think that's you mm-hmm. know, like it's good military tactic if nothing else. On you know, Peter Jackson went with like the Uruks are like a super professional military structure. Um, I kind of like the mix of there is a super professional military structure, but then there are also a bunch of hillmen who are a bunch of morons. Yeah. It's just, um, <laughs> you know, they've got sticks and they're just like, oh, well, these Uruks would never hurt us, so we should kill the, uh, the, uh, the Uruks. I mean, the, the Rohirrim. Um, and I like that they'd have like you know goblins, uruks, and everything that you know Saruman could collect to wipe out men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, going to the books, he they were more than just the orcs and the goblins. Yeah. They were they were men from other other regions, yep. other parts of Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And then the yes, uh, yes. ha- I'm trying to think of all the weird words you read in this book. The Haradrim or something? Yep. Are those the yeah, men the with the elephants? Of- yeah, yeah. The yes, men of the, the, the Easterlings. The Oliphants. Yep. yep. The Easterlings. They're all the Battle of Helena Fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Dunlandings fight mm-hmm. with the orcs against the men of the Rohan. Yep. There's all kinds of. There is like yeah. a different civilization. Try and flesh that out with Rings of Power a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when it comes out finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have high hopes after that. Uh, after that teaser. Yeah, the trailer was odd. It was very. It looks I, like I don't even Narnia. know how to describe it. Yeah, it was like Narnia and Pan's Labyrinth. It was like along mm-hmm. those lines. Sprinkled yeah. a little bit of <clears throat> movies in there. Yeah. Best part. Of- the but that's like you are really stretching what he mm-hmm. gave you. So I and they're introduced that didn't exist, and, and one of them looks like a little homeless girl on a raft. And I'm like, what is going on? I do not understand this choice. And it's weird to introduce new characters with the the scope of the history of Middle Earth. He did, yeah. <clears throat> there are tons of stuff you have to choose really from. Do. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I heard that uh, Elrond is supposed to be like a conniving politician trying to move his way up the, the social ladder. And I was like, no, he was like, he, he was born into nobility. He, he, he really is like the cream of the crop. He was the herald of Gilgalad. Like he's very much deserves where he is. I don't know oh, what for sure, yeah. they're trying to do with his character. <laughs> But um, bring it back I think me. I think yeah I think to bring it back I think Helm's Deep's the end of the movie isn't it? The only exactly. thing we missed is um, Treebeard. Oh, you mean the the walking radish? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like a carrot. Yeah. Oh, that's that was terrible. <laughs> it's also awful. And that, um, I know Fran Walsh, who um, helped write Lord of the Rings, uh, Peter Jackson's wife, actually. She basically said, like, of course we we hated. Like, we actively said, how do we make it not look like that? Because he looked like a walking yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a walking root vegetable. It was so bad, <laughs> and he was and he was like super thick. Like he wasn't a tree. He like his he was top heavy, and he kind of came down to a point, and then he had legs. Yeah. He had little. It was feet that like <laughs> sunk into the ground. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Oh, it was bizarre, but yeah. Um, back deep, you have uh, the savior of Gandalf comes and like murders the shit out of some uh, Earth. Like it is so brutal, slow motion, blood and brains everywhere. Yeah, they slow mode that. I forgot. Why? Oh, and you can see you like the, I think I, for some reason there's a scene that stands out to me where are you like up close to the front of one of the orcs as he yes. just gets slain from behind? Yes, I guess like split open by Gandalf. Yeah, and it's like, but there's also like Gandalf angrily riding the camera, taking out the sword and being like, and then the next scene is just the orc's face. Hmm. Yeah, and then and then Gandalf has another part that ruins Helm Deep. Helm's Deep actually ruins a fair amount of my love for the movie. <laughs> is that the, like the movie ends with him doing his victorious, almost like He Man, except he throws the sword. <laughs> How dangerous Why? is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is he gonna catch it? Is it gonna hit someone? Against Rohirrim safety measures. <laughs> It drives me nuts. What is the point of that? It's uh yeah, it's uh it's like throwing your hat up in graduation. Yeah. Except very different. Yeah, it's like, oh I cooked this great meal. Let me throw my chef's knife up in the air. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. It drives me nuts. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um wrap this uh this beaver dream up what I, first of all i want to hear like we'll start with uh with ellie how it's an entertaining movie it's as john said it is a fever dream and i think it's a good thing to rewatch after you've imbibed a little bit <laughs> I think I think that might scare me more. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you? Yeah. Um, maybe like a six point three or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's not terrible. No, that's no, that's no, higher no, than no, I. Th- that's higher than I thought you would go. Yeah, it's not a failing grade. Weird, weird, weird movie. Yeah, and uh, Wesley, what what would you uh, you read it? Because I know I did like it more than Ellie. I think I got to go a little higher. I was gonna be in the. I think I might go just one point higher, maybe like a low seven 
like a 7.1 ish 7.2 um it's it is entertaining it's very entertaining mm-hmm. um i think if you were under the influence of a substance you might have <laughs> um like ptsd um <laughs> But it, it's entertaining, and there are a lot of parts where they do a really good job of sticking to the books, which is something I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have a few fever dreams of your own if you watch this under the influence of anything. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. imagine but... getting high to this. That would. Be... Oh yeah, well, imagine being under anything. Beverages, but... Yeah, imagine like the rotoscoping oh. stuff. Oh. Yeah, or and then weather top happens, and you're just co- yeah. cowering in a in the fetal position. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, they the know, they know. <laughs> and what about like yourself? Five you in the morning, and you're just shivering, going like, yeah. "Oh, come on!" Like, I don't want to go to Mordor. I don't want to go to Mordor. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to Mordor. I refuse. I'm not going. Yeah. Um, and what what about would you rate it then? So I have a great deal of affection for the movie because this was my first introduction to, to Lord of the Rings. It would be either this or the Rankin-Bass Hobbit movie. Um, my dad uh, was a huge Token fan. Um, he read the books after he saw this movie because he thought the movie was I'm like, oh, I like the book's way better. Go read that. And my dad read it at like, you know, 18, 19 and was like, holy shit, like Token's a genius. So since then, he's been the guy that, um, you know, will periodically reread. Um, and he got really into Token and, uh, and loves all of his stuff. So me and my brothers were very much brought up um, Lord of the Rings and the age that it was the perfect all coming out. But before we were old, uh, I was not to, to watch. It just set me off with... Um, uh, uh, with the cartoon Lord of the Rings, which was I, awesome. I don't know if I'd put that out there. That could be child abuse. Yeah, borderline. <laughs> um, but I, I would probably give the about a uh, say about a six point five seven. It is so god. Um, and I, like I said, probably the last movie should have been hacked off. Um, at least forty five minutes. We're, we're, yeah, after Amon Han, it definitely minutes. goes down. Yeah, and it's a it is a very long movie, and it doesn't need to be. Um, if they had gone on to do Return of the King, it might have saved it. But um, I, it's entertaining. But it, it's very odd if you if you are looking for Peter Jackson's movie again, that is not what this is. But if you're a token freak and you want to watch something weird, go watch this. All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to advertise for my uh, my friend here, uh, Mr. Wesley's podcast, which is the Sense of Shelf podcast. We ourselves did an episode not too long ago, so everyone should go find it and definitely go listen to it. And we will have more forthcoming when we do the other two books. Absolutely. But yeah, I appreciate that sense of shelf podcast. Um, I got sense of shelf pod. I was lucky enough to get it for anything I've tried so far. Gmail, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I can be reached on all those. Instagram has links to everything. So please feel free to check me out. And Ellie will be joining me for an episode soon too. Absolutely. Yeah.
So, yeah, this is the Enlightened Podcast. Signing off. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor, a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content.